Well, it's great to have you with us. Another edition of Death Taxes and Duval. Some things never change, including the Jaguars winning away from Jacksonville. That's nine straight in the regular season. If you include both games this year in London, yeah, they did lose in the divisional round of the playoffs, but that was in Kansas City, and that was during the postseason. We're talking regular season. Rick Ballou, Hayes, Carline, we want to say hello to our sponsor as well. Uh, Hayes, but uh, the Jaguars continue to play outstanding football away from the bank. Yeah, what a season, Rick. I mean, it's just been sensational, and uh, and you know we still have a, a ways to go, starting with a thrilling game uh, Monday night, or at least what will should be a, a thrilling environment, an electric environment. Hopefully, the game isn't uh, doesn't come right down to it. But uh, but yeah, the Jaguars are playing great. I uh, do want to thank John Spicklemeyer, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. Give them a call at 471-7155 for your car insurance, your home insurance. Just have them look at your policy. Make sure you're not paying for too much, uh, and, and he can set you straight, give you the peace of mind that uh, either you need to switch policies, uh, and he can he can save you a lot of money. He saved me hundreds of dollars. Or stick with what you have. If it's uh, if it's a sound policy, John can look at it and uh, ensure that for you. So again, 471-7155, John Spicklemeyer, Spicklemeyer insurance agency he can save you a lot of money and yeah i i think in looking at it rick uh you know it's hard not to be really impressed with the mental resolve of this team if they had a couple bad games this year yeah but that's the league for the most part you're gonna have that but uh, i i thought showed some tremendous tremendous resiliency in houston to get that win and now you look at a cincinnati game that i don't think they're gonna kill them but it's a game that you have to feel very confident about. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a team that, you know, you you think of them with Burrow out and you, you think of Chase and you think of Mixon, two very talented players. And then come to, come to uh, you know, the understanding that actually Cincinnati, even with Joe Mixon, since they've been trailing, is, is actually the, the worst rushing offense in the NFL, I, I wasn't aware of that until I really began to study the numbers earlier in the week. And, of course, Jacksonville's been rock solid this year. They're number four against the run. I think you really like your chances if that's the way that uh, an opponent is um, probably best off to beat you. That is by running the football. Uh, the Jaguars have, have certainly shown that, you know, that that is something that they've been able to do. And it's been a market consistency. You know, over the last 28 games, their average remains allowing 20.5 points a game. That's amazing. That's 17 games last year. That's 11 this year. 28 games, 20.5. I mean, how comfortable of a feeling is that if you're a Jaguar fan to know if your offense can score 21 points, uh, that sample size says you're going to win a football game. So the defense has absolutely done their part. And, you know, this is a football team that, um, is beaten up. They play in a very physical division, a very good division. But I think this sets up perfectly uh, for the Jaguars. On the flip side, Hayes, I loved what we've seen the last couple of weeks with Trevor Lawrence throwing the football. His average pass per was the largest of his career last weekend at over nine yards. But I'd really like to see them be able to run the football this week. And you know, I'd also like to see it not necessarily – with a lot of Travis Etienne, who, you know, who knows? Um, we'll wait for the official report to come out, but he, I'm guessing he's going to be questionable with the chest. He's second in carries. I'd like to see that reduced a little bit. In, in my opinion, Dearness Johnson, who's gotten seven touches in consecutive weeks, is, the eye test is better than the average per carry 
if that makes any sense. So I think we're at the point now where you're really going to have to rely on ETN in some of these bigger games next week at Cleveland, certainly against Baltimore. But I'd like a little bit more burn. Only one carry for Tank, and he had a six-yarder. I, I, I was kind of hoping he'd get a few more. I, I, yeah, that, that'd be cool to see on Monday night, especially in the second half. A little bit more Dearness Johnson, a little bit more Tank Bigsby. Take some wear and tear off of Travis ETN. And this is where not playing on Monday Night Football for a decade, and, and obviously ETN having never played in it, becomes a thing. Now, now obviously Travis ETN's played in a ton of big games collegiately, but this is different, and, and this is where you do have to be careful because he's going to want to play. It's a chance to really enhance his brand, and you know how often has is, is he gotten a chance to play on national TV as a Jaguar in primetime? Not a ton. So I... Uh, you have to be careful, and I, I'm in agreement with you. Uh, Dearness Johnson, I think, can play. I mean, I, I think he is just, you know, he he wasn't drafted high, and he didn't have a great college career, so, you know, he doesn't have any hype behind him. But, man, every time he's out there, I think he produces. So, you know, whether it's this week, you know, maybe because of the Monday night, the, the Jaguars and ETN really push to have his role not, uh, be affected at all if he is active, and I would think he's going to be active. Uh, but I agree with you. Starting maybe next week, short week in Cleveland against that defense, and Dearness Johnson used to play there, so he's going to be incredibly motivated. You know that might be where it's Etn. You know eight or nine touches and 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 conserve him a little bit and let Dearness Johnson really kind of go for a little bit. And I think Bigsby too to an extent. It, I'm starting to get a little bit of a vibe that Tank Bigsby might be kind of snapping out of the rookie doldrums a little bit. So uh, that running game and how they distribute it will be really interesting. And look, I mean, hopefully the aerial attack with Trevor and Christian and Calvin and Evan and, you know, Zay can be effective enough that, you know, you you throw, build a big lead, and, and then, you know, you don't have to do a whole lot. Because ETN, his workload is certainly a concern. I just don't know if this will be the game where they monitor it because of how much it's going to mean with it being Monday night football, uh, as opposed to next week, short week. And uh, I, I, I think you're going to see them play him more this week if he's active and maybe conserve him a little bit more on the road in Cleveland next week. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I, I did catch up with both uh, Dearness Johnson and Tank Bigsby yesterday. With Tank, it was you know, I, I was basically like his reaction to Auburn allowing that touchdown pass in the final play against Alabama. And, of course, a couple of years ago, he didn't stay in bounds. And just kind of the uh, the way that those games have gone. And of course, 10 years ago, the picks, uh, the, the kick six and, and everything. But I, I get the sense that his attitude is where you want it. It's been a rough start for Tank Bigsby, but I, I don't think anyone should give up on him. And certainly the organization is not. They invested a third-round pick. So they're going to give him more opportunities than they would others. Dearness Johnson, no doubt, he was in that division. He's fired up here uh, for Cincinnati. He said he should have scored on that 42-yard reception he had uh, in the game. And, you know, he's talked about waiting his turn uh, time and time again uh, in Cleveland when, you know, Nick Chubb and others were in front of him. So I I think he's almost the perfect complement and I'd like to see it because, you know, ETN's down 5.1 on average. It's 3.7 this year. It's uh, it's amazing. Then you look at Tank at 2.4 and Dearness Johnson at 3.3. And you're thinking this is an eight and three football team. Yet average her 
they're way under par. So then you're like, all right, well, then Trevor Lawrence was throwing for 25 touchdown passes, right? No. He's only thrown for 12. It's incredible because I'm such a numbers guy, Hayes. And I, I know you in, enjoy crunching them as well. But if you just look at the numbers like that, it's like, what? This is an 8-3 team on the cusp of becoming 9-3. and three. It's really amazing what they've done this year. Um, takeaways is huge. The defense has been outstanding. They have a very good special teams unit. And, you know, they're well coached and, and they just find ways to win games. But that's kind of my point here with five remaining. If you were to say the defense needs to improve by three or four points a game, I think we'd all be like, well, wait a minute now. They're only giving up 20 and a half. What can you really expect? But when you look at the offense, it's, it's getting just over 23. And they had 24 and change a year ago. And Doug Peterson said he wanted a five-point improvement. If you were to say with these games remaining, this offense has got to improve by three or four points a game the rest of the season, I think that part is believable. I think that part absolutely can happen. So that has to be incredibly encouraging for all Jaguar fans. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, Rick, what's the most important thing the Jaguars have to do Monday night, in your opinion, to beat Cincinnati? Well, you know, I, I, I think the only way that they lose this game would be if they turn the football over, okay? And it just feels like a lot of stuff we witnessed last week, whether it was college or pro, were, were teams getting off to slow starts. I mean, we started on Thanksgiving uh, with Detroit. I think the whole world had the Lions winning. And we started some college football rivalries. Don't buy into all this hype. Um, give the fans what they want. Come out, control the football, score early, you know, talk about uh, getting in there with a halftime lead. They've been able to do that in, what, seven of the eight, uh, seven of their last eight victories. They've had halftime leads, double-digit leads, and they've been able to hold on. I, I think that's the key number, that whole turnover to takeaway ratio, as long as the Jaguars are plus or even in that category, I, I like them to win this game by a couple of possessions. How about you? Yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Cincinnati's plus 10 on the year, so obviously that's incredibly good. Uh, they don't give the ball up for all their issues, all their uh, injuries offensively. Uh, they've only had nine giveaways on the season. That's tied for first, so you're probably not taking the ball off of them much, although obviously Browning is an inexperienced guy, and we'll see. But But as a unit, they've been good at protecting it. Uh, so yeah, I think it starts there. The Jaguars are still good. They're plus two, but they've fallen off a little bit on the turnovers. It's not as good as it was earlier in the year. They're still tied for fourth in, uh, in takeaways. So the defense is still getting the ball at a, at a very high rate compared to the rest of the league, but they were leading, uh, just uh, a couple weeks ago. I, I think the biggest thing too is Cincinnati. I'm surprised in their defensive numbers. Uh, I thought they'd be better. They're 31st in yards. They're, they're kind of poor in both. They're 29th against the run, 26th against the pass in terms of yards. But uh, I know people say, well, what about yards per play? What about the yards per play? Well, they're dead last in yards per play. So that's actually even worse than uh, than what the yardage total tells you. So they've really struggled defensively, which is a surprise for me because uh, it, it doesn't feel like they've been that much of a sieve. But uh, And again, the takeaways are sort of masking that. They're fifth in interception rate, so they do a really good job of that. Uh, and they're uh, and you know and 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 we talked about they don't give up the ball, but 
They don't do a great job on third down defensively, so I think the Jaguars have a chance to be over 50% like they were against the Texans, which is outstanding. So for me, it's just, you know, have that surge that we're starting to really get accustomed to, that first half surge where the Jaguars are able to build that double-digit lead and then just sort of protect it. And, and I you know, if Browning has to pass, I just can't imagine Cincinnati's going to co- come in here Monday night and get the win. So, yeah, I would say exactly what you did in terms of the turnovers and then just, you know, go right at these guys. Because, I mean, the numbers tell you they don't stop anything. So, uh, you know, do what you do and and get a get a lead here and, and make sure that Joe Mixon running the ball is not going to be a factor. And really, to be honest, Cincinnati's dead last in the run. So even though they have Joe Mixon uh, and he's had a decent year, but they get nothing else. There's no other supplement to their ground game at all. So the, I would fully expect the Jaguars run defense. It's been great all year. Uh, they're top four in the league. I would certainly expect they're going to be able to hold Mixon to a, a very modest number. Uh, so, Rick, I like the Jaguars. I don't think it's a crazy lopsided route, but I, I like the Jaguars, I'll say, 24-13. to 13. How do you see this one? Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get for them to start to um, move move off that 23, 24 number. As I said, I'm looking for at least three more points a game. So, well, why don't I kick it up to 27 this week? I'm gonna say a 27-17 victory uh, for the Jaguars here against the Cincinnati Bengals. Should be a great night, uh, Jaguar fans. Thrilled for you. I know you've been waiting for this for over a decade. So. Enjoy yourself. Have a blast. And as always, send us your comments. Uh, you can do so uh, by hitting me, Baloo1010XL. Hayes? Yeah, please reach out at Hayes Carline. And once again, thanks again to John Spicklemeyer, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. Give him a call at 471-7155. Again, for all your car insurance needs, your home insurance needs, it's just getting crazy right now with insurance. And you really need to be shopping it uh, to save as much money as you can. I've done that with John for many years, and he's always come through for me and saved me a, a, a ton of cash uh, in, in the time that, that he's been my agent. He's unbelievable, and I've known the guy since high school. You couldn't be in better hands. So uh, give John Spicklemeyer a call, 471-7155. That is Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. Rick, I can't wait to see you Monday night, man. What an environment that's going to be. Uh, it's going to be a whole heck of a lot of fun. Folks, we'll see you out there again. Send us your comments, and uh, we'll talk with you next week right here on Death, Taxes, and Duval.